Hey guys, how you're doing? My name is Anne Murugi and I'm proudly Kenyan. You're listening to For Better 254, a space for young Kenyans to learn and learn with the name of bringing forward a better Kenya for us and generations to come. Wagunio, how you're doing? Today I want to do something and ask you to start silently, loudly, whatever you like, affirming the mantra that we had from the last episode, which went something like, I am deserving and good things are coming my way. So pause this, be quiet, and say that to yourself. Have you found that? Good. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you to everyone listening and learning from the episodes I have put out this far. I am really grateful for you. When you listen to an episode and like it, kindly do comment, share, so that we can bring more people into this awakening and, you know, bring the that better Kenya chap-chap, you know. We need it. We say this is, an ep- this is our podcast for us and for generations to come so the more we bring people into this awakening the more we are able to bring forward the better kenya quickly quickly (laughs) if you get what i mean right uh i'm gonna get into a topic today our topic today is on the political history of kenya yes i know i know i know i know but i won't be going deeper into deeper things and into parties and such but i hope this will help you fill questions that you might be having on why our political affairs just how they are why they are so messed up if you remember from the inferiority episode i explained how the whites found cultured people upon their arrival and this threatened them and so they had to find a way to fight back and this included brainwashing and the divide and rule concept if you haven't listened to that episode the kujidunisha episode go give it a listen thank you Anyway, so how did they uh, bring about the divide and rule concept? They did this by recruiting people among the communities who they could use as, a, as their bridge to reach the rest of the community. These recruits were picked on the basis that they were promised that if they supported the white man, that they were to be given preferential treatment. And this started by being given uh, education, by being given the white man's clothes, and even given guns to govern the rest of the people. And so they assume their position as intermediaries for the white people. If you think about it, in mainstream history, we do call these people collaborators. Today, if you also think about it, most of these collaborators formed our politicians all across Africa. Politicians trained and educated to govern us by people who came to oppress and take our resources. Those are our politicians. Our first president, Kamau Wamugai, also called Jomo Kenyatta, who I'll be referring as Kamau throughout the episode, as we learned in history and social studies, was a collaborator. Kamau was loved by the white people as it is portrayed in most of the documentaries within the mainstream history, to the extent that the other white settlers were actually jealous of him. The British educated him to speak English, allowed him to go to the UK and study there. In fact, it did say that there was a period he was erased from the people and upon his return, he had a white wife and he was spreading the British values upon his people. He became a key figure in denouncing Maumau, the group of the freedom fighters, which also, opposite to the popular belief, he was never a member and he he didn't even know that the group existed to the point that the Maumau actually threatened to kill him if he kept following the orders to destroy them from the white people. This is very much documented by Fred Kubai and Bildad Kagai, who are the members of the Maumau Central Committee, and confirm this. And also, we, we can also confirm this with the sudden death of Chief Waruyo, who was working very much close with Mr. Kamau at this point. 
having been prepared by the whites when it came time for the british to leave the country which is also uh something that actually we learn that it wasn't voluntary but they actually left the country voluntarily not to say that people didn't resist people did a lot of resisting and we appreciate all those people that fought for us but the british leaving was due to the hearing that other colonies had, had, had achieved their objective and they were now retriving and so they didn't want to be the last colonies and yes guys those are the people we tried so hard to be like who decided they will leave because the rest of the team has left so after sisi aja to talk So, in 1962, the Lancaster Conference took place. The old constitution was crafted by the whites. Remember, it's them who were pulling the tri- the strings and their man, Mr. Kamau, was right beside them, right beside them. And so in 1963, he was to replace them in what was disguised as independence. The people supported him because even the bigger names had also gone through the same education and knew how to convince the masses that this is their rightful leaders exactly similar to the type of propaganda we get to see today with our politicians because also remember at this point that most people could actually not speak english english was a foreign language and so a lot might have been lost in the whole process of transitioning of power and such scenes actually very much documented in most of the literature we read for instance the kidagaki memoir this was then the beginning of our leadership turmoil At this point our president was a collaborator with the colonizers with the colonizers we're still under the colonizers constitution of 1962 our leaders has been educated through the colonial leadership actually about mostiki Kamau keeps on ruling until his death. The people had been promised to get their lands, but they did not. Only a few from the Kikuyu ethnicity got them. This then began the politics of tribalism, comparison among tribes, issues like which ethnic group is big, who you name to where to, all that came about during this period. All the politicians wanted a seat at the table for their communities. Division began. And as you remember from my IG post on the concept of borders, yes, this was the effects of all of this. The division began. British uh the concept of superiority divide and rule was slowly being unraveled and conflicts were slowly being built among the communities. And upon Mr. Kamau's death, Daniel Arap Moi is elected as the president and he pledges Nitafuata Nyayo za Kenyatta, I will follow Kenyatta footsteps. And true to his words, he followed his footsteps. And what what we saw in his her, in his era <laughs> in his era was a dictatorship that left Kenyans hopeless the beating and the detaining during his time was exactly what happened to the mamaus with their rebellion against the white the police brutality all of that was very much similar to what was happening in the colonial era and it actually was worsening he kept on ruling until people had had enough and the church priest intervened students rebelled and the and everyone was just protesting against him until his removal after 24 years but that didn't change a lot as we were still under the same constitution that was created by the white man up until in 2010 though it was such an amazing time to see kenyan stand up against this mediocrity and among the biggest protesters were actually students so young people i'm telling you it's only us who can bring change in kenya you know they managed to remove a 24 year or 24 years lasting president so what do you think we can do now anyway in between all this a lot of political figures from the era of colonialism were supported more 
which then started explaining the concept of dynasties. The children of these colonial African leaders were now seen holding positions in government slowly. And up until today, our politics are based on certain leaders, leaders who collaborated with a white man. With the knowledge of what colonization did to us, I don't expect that these leaders to do anything short of what the colonizers did. I mean, they, were start, they educated them. They taught them how to go on with the leadership, right? The constitution of Kenya was implemented in 2010, and in less than 15 years, we are talking about the BBI, which actually has very, very similar parts to the old constitution. In my opinion, dynasties are real, and it all went wrong from the false history we were given of our independence. Our independence was a bargain, a negotiation, a business. You give me this, and I ensure this happens to you. That's how it went for us. So today, as we support our political leaders, I want you to ask yourself, why do we still hear the same names since 1963? Why do we have the same issues of tribes? Why can't we have different leaders or different kind of people being president or holding the higher positions? People who not only talk about tribes, but people who are actually realistic, people who are actually there for holistic development. Before you shout, this is my president, this is my MP, this is my MCA, ask yourself, is it a similar bargain as it was in 1963? Is this person, is this political candidate truly interested in your well-being? Because the change in Kenya and Africa can be actualized when, a when a, as we as a collective, we start considering our history, how it affects our presence, and ask question, is what we learn as a history really true? Are we really just backward people? Can over 54 communities be just uncivilized until arrival of certain people? Realizing this arrival has contributed to the much of our situation today and then really fighting to liberate ourselves. Then from there, as a collective decide what fits us, which leader fits us with our free mind and pick them over the rest. Because these dynasties aren't for you. And just like everything else, they have tentacles. Some politicians aren't directly linked to the collaborators, but they still dine and sit together. Remember, it's the educated who are benefiting. Most of them are the politicians we have today. And not the education they were learning. Check your leaders and do yourself justice for yourself and for those to follow. That's it from me. Until next time, remember to be a better Kenyan, seeking a better Kenya. Cheers.